KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Jim Melwort. The last two years haven't been easy when dealing with COVID, especially uh, when you're talking about schools trying to come up with policies on, on how to keep kids safe and how to keep everyone safe. That hasn't changed. And one of the biggest issues is people are talking over and around each other rather than listening. One of the key groups that's really helped schools, uh, they do a lot of things, but they really helped schools create policy and come up with their own ways to try to keep their kids safe is CHOP Policy Lab, which is Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. And they recently updated their guidance for schools. So I reached out to their director, Dr. David Rubin, who's always fantastic and is such a great speaker uh, to, to explain not only what the policy is, but also how they came to it. Here it is. I, I have the list of, uh, you know, the, the updated guidance. Um, kind of highlight what, what you think or, or kind of what stands out the most to you. Well, I think the important thing is Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. This was a consensus statement. It wasn't just a statement from Policy Lab, but it was from our leadership at CHOP. Uh, we were very closely watching the uh you know the current wave play out reviewing the science our own evidence from within our health system of which uh, of the children who were being admitted over the last couple months um and it revealed to us that there really needed to be a perception shift of what we were going through you know and and simply stated as last year we had to do some really tough things in terms of trying to eliminate any exposure risk from a uh, to a really you know, virulent virus and an unvaccinated public, but we're, we're in a different position right now. You know, we're highly vaccinated. You know, those of us who chose to get vaccinated or boosted. And we've been fortunate enough that this strain appears to be milder, whether because the, the virus itself is weaker or, or because we have enough host defenses to, to, to fight it off. Um, yes, it's spread rapidly. This milder variant has spread so rapidly. There's enough severe illness out there that it's, it's uh, making things difficult, particularly for our adult uh, partners in the healthcare system. Uh, but overall, for most families and most children, this has been a milder disease, more like a cold or other seasonal virus that we might see during a typical winter season. Our admissions are up, but they're not in the intensive care unit mostly. They're the kids with asthma, uh, kids with croup, typical stuff we see in the winter. Um, and, and I think it was really important. I think there's a state of panic out there, you know, given what's going on, that that our hospital stepped forward to try to to uh, change the perception out there for most people. And I think the most important thing that comes out of this is that, you know, we have to kind of hit reset uh, in terms of how we think about what uh, COVID in our lives, what it means to schools. And very simply, if I were to sum it up, it would be a recipe, you know, right now when it's really high, just if you're sick, stay home for a few days, um, wait until you're getting better. And if not, you should be in school um and you can wear masks the mask can really help particularly during this the, the peak of this to try to help things uh, uh help things along with our adult health care systems um if you're exposed we're all exposed i don't think we can contact trace anymore i think we're all exposed i think we've learned that very quickly in the last couple of weeks if you don't have any symptoms keep that mask on just be careful go to school you know um and if you have any symptoms you know, remove yourself and if you know that just you know, that advice alone will help. Now we have plenty of tests because we run a really large testing program, but we no longer, as, as uh, some of my colleagues would say, need to chase mild disease. We don't need to be doing weekly testing if we're asymptomatic. We don't need to uh, do it if we're exposed, but don't have any symptoms. We don't even need to do it, honestly, if we have a cold and it's day three or four, you have a cold and you're wondering whether to go back to school. 
well, just finish your isolation. You only got a day or two more and then go back to school. I mean, the CDC actually permits that, uh, you know, with a, with a mask. And so what we're trying to do is simplify this for parents and help schools return to normal. Very soon, once the rates come down, we'll be talking about taking the mask off or at least going mask optional. Uh, but to me, when you simplify it that way, it starts to take the fear out of this and people recognize, oh, you know, we've been through this before in, t- in influenza seasons and other seasons. Um, it's just that we've been traumatized for the last two years. And 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 so much of this has become politicized. And a, a lot of the things we're saying now may have been said in, in previous circumstances where, like you mentioned, we didn't have uh, vaccine and, and, and some other natural immunity. We, we were in a different place. When you say them now, there are still some people who are like, "Oh no, no, we can't do that." How, like, how do you how do you kind of navigate the waters with with the challenges of 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 people kind of being dug into their trenches? Well, I think one thing with Omicron, it's everywhere. I don't know a family I haven't spoken to this week that hasn't had a couple people in it. So the eyeball test for most people is probably going to be the biggest game changer when they see a lot of mild disease um, out there, and people recognize those vaccines are doing their work, taking the teeth out of this. That if you've had prior infection, you probably have some benefits there. You know, I think that's going to help the most. But I think it's in the in my with my patients. It's just you know when we started to sit down with them and said, "Do you really need that test?" And they said, "You know, I'll just keep them home for a couple extra days." Right? And I think people are start you know it, it, people are starting to recognize this. It's confusing because the hospital numbers are up so much because everyone got it all at once. And it was like we got 35 inches of rain on the roof. And uh, and so that's what it feels like these last couple of weeks. But that also means the storm's going to pass fairly quickly. And within a couple of weeks, we're going to see less COVID around. And I think this is a time we got to push through for the kids, uh, for our families. People got to get back to work. Kids need to be in school. Um, the date, you know, the social isolation of children and, and the sort of reflexive sort of restrictions to me are more of a danger to families and kids right now than the virus itself. And, and we're talking children here. Uh, and and uh, do I need to make sure that there's a kind of a delineation of children and adults? Or is it kind of across the board like, hey, get vaccinated and be careful, but live? Yeah, no, I think it's, you know, I think for adults, I mean, you know, if you're vaccinated or boosted, you, you have protection. Nothing's ever, you know, perfect in this world. We all live with some level of risk, but the risk of severe disease for someone who's vaccinated or boosted is lower. Now, I do know there are people who have chronic illness who uh, some may be immunocompromised, and we still create an option to have voluntary testing. Um, We use masks in the school and to remind ourselves that during previous influenza seasons, uh, we didn't have masks. So if anything, you know, with a virus that has a milder spectrum of illness, much like other viruses that we've seen before, we're masking through this period, which is more than we would have been doing before COVID. It's just that we, you know, we, you know, we reset our expectations about how to manage viral illness because of a severe virus that at this point in time, for most people is not as severe, including adults, but we, you know, we still need to be a little careful just to get through the worst of this. Reading and listening to what you said. I mean, it, it, it sounds that the, the priority is making sure that kids are in the classroom safely as much as kids can be in the classroom. Yeah, we have to tolerate some risk, particularly around exposed individuals. I think if we take it, we're all exposed right now. So if we all are required to quarantine at home, we can't have school. And that's the apparent contradiction in our current school policies right now. And I think we have to tolerate people who are wearing their masks who don't have symptoms uh, who have been exposed, uh, being able to go to school, recognizing, sure, does it increase the likelihood that we might you know, have transmission? Sure, but we are wearing masks to the best we can. 
And uh, and we don't need to fear this virus like we once did. My district is uh, one of those Collar County districts that uh, decided to go mask optional. Mm -hmm. They backed off that they were supposed to go on Monday. They backed off it till later this month. There's some question about mask, the, the, the value of masks. But from what you're saying, you still see a reason to keep them on. Well, I think there's a question about whether people were wearing masks appropriately, but I'll tell you, if the mask didn't work, we'd have a quite different situation in my own hospital or in the hospital next door to me. Um, they work. Um, they definitely can can decrease transmission when worn correctly when you use a you know three-ply mask. But I think everyone's really fatigued right now. I also don't judge those that did go mask optional, you know, recognizing that, you know, some of these Collar County schools have had less pressure, transmission pressure. Um, and I think that, you know, I also uh, don't dismiss that there are a lot of folks out there that even mask optional, if the if the public health guidance is to wear it, you still go to school and 70, 80 percent of the kids are wearing it. Um, you know, some is better than none. Right. And so I think it's a very difficult topic. You know, when I approach that topic, I recognize the need to get back to individual choice. It's very important. But during the height of this and given just how intense this has been these couple of weeks, I think most people have sort of sided on let's just, you know, try to hold the line here for a couple of weeks, at least know that the hospitals are recovering. Others will wait for the case incidents to come down. So the exposure risk comes down a little bit. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app. You can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Jim Melwort. We'll have another episode soon.